Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and I am your host today. As always, I want to thank you for carving some time out of your busy day to spend with me. Uh, I've been, uh, over the last couple of years since I've been doing this show, uh, it's been my mission to make sure that people understand that franchising is no longer burgers and fries and I've I've introduced you to many concepts that are in unique industries well today is going to be one as well we're going to be talking about the biohazard and crime scene cleanup industry recently read something that went like this and fortunately crime is a part of life and always will be in 2019, there were an estimated 1.2 million violent crimes in the U.S. Recently, the Uniform Crime Report indicated there was a 29% rise in violent crimes in 2020. The crime scene, crime scene cleanup industry is one where you make a difference in people's lives. And what this tells me is that there's a huge opportunity uh, to make a difference in the lives of others while building a successful business for you and your family. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Today, my guest is Russ Jock, Jock, and he is the, um, he started in franchising. In 2004, he is uh, today. He is the director of franchise development with Bio One. Bio One sets the industry standard when it comes to crime scene and hoarding cleanup. Hoarding is another issue. I'm sure y'all have watched some of those shows. When terrible things happen, BioClean is called in because they have the knowledge and expertise because. They handle a situation with care. Entrepreneur Magazine named them as um, one of the best franchises in the nation in 2021. Please help me in welcoming Russ to the show. Welcome to the show today. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for uh, having me. It's a pleasure to, to be on and to speak with you this morning about BioOne. Absolutely. You know, Russ, a lot of people are, are just really not um, as educated on what franchising is about and how many uh, industries out there are, are embracing that franchise business model. Now, you started in franchising back in 2004. Tell me a little bit about your background and what drew you to Bio One. Yeah, absolutely, Linda. Um, my background, I started in 2004 with a uh, company out of Waco, Waco Texas, where, where my home is, uh, called the Dwyer Group. At that time, they were, um, and I believe still are, one of the top 
serve one of the top service-based franchise companies in the world. And I really just I I immediately gravitated towards that because I love I feel like doing what I do in helping people get into a business like this really truly changes their lives. I feel like people, uh, you know, it's the American dream to own your own job, own your own business, be your own boss. And I feel like when you can help somebody find the right franchise that truly unlocks that full potential, it's just a, I mean, it's, it's a gift and it's not something that a lot of people can do. So that's what got me into it. And that's what I love about the franchise system. You know, when, when people try to start their own business, they only know what, what they know. And they have a lot of pitfalls and a lot of obstacles and a lot of hurdles that cause them to grow slowly um, and not get where they need to be. And sometimes they, they run out of funds before they actually reach the, the top of the mountain. You know, they run out of steam before they get where they want to go. And I think with franchising, when you're tapping into a proven system that you know other people have done, I love the fact that it's just me personally. When I see that somebody else has been there and I can use the same template, the same road model, I think, you know, that person's no smarter than me, and here's mm-hmm. where they're at. So I have access to those same tools, you know what I mean, Linda? Then it just helps mm-hmm. me to achieve so much more. And so, so that's really what, what kind of got me into and what keeps me going every day with what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, and another thing that I always like to make sure people understand is, yes, it's a proven system, but how much would it cost an individual to build an independent business just looking at the infrastructure? What did their website cost to build? What does it cost to have a CRM platform? You know, um, what does it have? How much would it cost to have a marketing expert to build a marketing concept? Um, And that goes with brochures and everything else. So there's so much more that you're buying into when you do buy into a franchise than just the widget itself. So Russ, tell me a little bit about what Bio One does. What are the services that Bio One offers? I mentioned I mentioned crime scene and and uh, hoarding, but it's so much more to that, isn't it? There is. I mean, there is. When I when I'm talking to people, I mean, the big you know the big ticket items, I guess, Linda, are going to be the crime scene related and the hoarding situations. But the reality of the biohazard industry, and this is one of the things that really got me excited about being involved with it is it's it casts a very big umbrella there's a lot of things that fall into biohazard you know some of the the non-emergency type services that we do homeless encampments infectious diseases um, sewage backups rodent droppings medical waste pickup odor abatement you know a lot of those other services are things that our owners do every single day that are needed necessary services. I always tell people when you look at this industry, if somebody ever thinks, I wonder if I should be cleaning that up, if they have to if they have to have that thought, then the answer mm. is no, absolutely you should not be cleaning that up. You need to call a professional company that is insured and educated to be able to take care of that for you. And that's mm-hmm. really where these types of companies and bio one come into play every single day. And it's not just about cleaning it up. It's you guys know how to dispose of it as well. There's that's there's that's a whole other side of the business, isn't it? That really is. That really is. And and being able to, 
you know, this, this industry is one of those industries that it's very, it's very interesting, it's very unique, and surprisingly, Linda, like you said in your opening, because there, there's few industries out there where I truly believe that the, the need and the demand that's out there right now for this type of work is greatly outweighs the amount of qualified companies to be able to provide it because there are so many nuances within this industry that people just, they just don't know how to get into it, and so they don't. They focus on other things that are easier to get into than biohazard. And because of that, there's just not a lot of competition for what we do out there. Surprisingly, for the, for the income potential, um, there's just not a lot of people that do this type of work. And that's where BioOne is able to go into a market and very, very quickly establish themselves as the go-to company for all these services. Because this is, we started in 2006, and we were really, the, we were the first franchise in the biohazard space. We're still the largest with over 120 offices and 105 owners. Um, this is all we've ever done. You know, so when we get into a market, we're able to really quickly grow and develop that market and become the go-to company in those areas. Mm-hmm. Russ, let's look a little bit, and, and maybe you can talk to um, the the ability, the financial growth ability that a franchisee would have um, if they came on with you. It, you you described and you painted a picture of a an industry that was um, that the experts were just a handful, maybe. Uh, a handful mm-hmm. of really good experts. Uh, and, of course, to me, what I see is that there's a greater opportunity to charge more and to, um, uh, to charge for your expertise. Can you talk to the, um, to the fact that you can, you know, there's money to be made in this industry? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. As far as, I mean, when I'm, when you, when you think about this industry, I mean, you, you know, you think about, number one, it's a, it's a very niche market because anytime there is a limited supply of something, Linda, those things are going to be more expensive. You know what I mean? You look at, like, collectibles. You look at anything. Anytime there's less of something, to be able to, to acquire it is going to cost you more money because there's not a lot of companies that specialize in what we do. That is number one. We're able to charge more because there's fewer of us out there doing what we do. Number two, anytime there is a certain amount of danger involved, you're going to be able to charge more. Anytime, and you look at those window cleaners that clean skyrise buildings, I promise mm-hmm. you that is a very lucrative business because it is dangerous. What we do in some of the situations that we go into, you're in full um, you're in full biohazard, you know, PPE, personal protective equipment. You're wearing respirators. Um, you're going into situations that the longer they sit, the more dangerous and potentially deadly they can become. Um, so you can charge more for your services. And then the third thing, I think, is because of the uniqueness and the certifications and the insurance and everything else, um, we're able to add that just onto the the business and what we're charging and most of what we do could be classified as an emergency response because like i say the longer something sits the more it the more hazardous it can potentially become so the fact that we're niche the fact that there's danger and the fact that these anything we charge for can really be related as emergency service all those things combined um for a very big ticket item and a very 
good average per job. Um, mm-hmm. and the next thing that I'll point out, too, is, is a lot of people don't understand that most of what we do is going to be covered by insurance. So when you're going into a suicide situation or a homicide or, or you know, an unattended death, those are all pretty much majority of the time covered by insurance. And anybody that's ever worked with insurance or anybody that's ever had something happen in their home realizes that insurance jobs are very large, well-paying jobs. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, you know, we're driven by that, and we work with insurance companies for those things. Um, mm-hmm. As far as industry standards goes, you know, you look at I used to sell restoration companies like water mitigation, fire, fire damage, things like that, and I thought that those folks made pretty good money until I started selling biohazard, and I realized they really don't make much at all compared to what we do. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you can do some research on just average dollars per job within the industry. And they're going to fluctuate anywhere from, you know, as little as five hundred to a thousand dollars to as much as fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars. And most of our jobs are going to be like one, one-day jobs. So you can imagine mm-hmm. it can be quite a lot. So. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so, great, um, great potential. So Russ, um, now that we've you've kind of painted that picture, let's talk a little bit about. What a franchise! What franchise? What kind of franchisee you're looking for? So, are you looking for you someone who has had past experience in this? No, and that's a and that's a very good point, Linda. Because one of the, one of the things when I started looking at Bio One, my first thought was, well, this must be a franchise that's just made up of ex police officers or ex right. military military people, right EMTs, you know, people yeah, people that have seen these sort of traumatic events and can can deal with that because that's what I get a lot is, oh, I just don't know if I could deal with going in and seeing something like that. But I'll tell you, yeah. the reality of what we do, Linda, and really what I think is so amazing about Bio One is we have a motto at our company, help first, business second. And that is so much more than a motto to our owners. When you talk to these franchisees and people are asking them about their business, the first few minutes of the conversation is never going to be, oh, I made – so much, you know, this is how much money I made last year. I spent, you know, I take six weeks off every year. I've got multiple houses. They don't talk about that as being what they love about the business. They talk about the fact that they are truly helping people at many times in their most desperate hour. When you have something especially, I mean, whether it be a suicide, a homicide, or even a hoarding situation, Mm-hmm. Someone is dramatically affected by that. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. when I put myself in that situation, if you have a loved one that, that expires in a home, people still have to live in that home. They still right. have to dwell there. You know, they can't just bulldoze the place. And those individuals cannot emotionally, physically, mentally bring themselves many times to do, do that cleanup themselves. Right. You know, they just can't right. emotionally do it. And so our right. owners really do truly feel like that's what, that's what they, I mean, that's what keeps them going is I'm the only person qualified enough, compassionate enough to come in and help this individual. And that's why I'm here today. And that's what I'm doing, you know? And so mm-hmm. the common thread that all of our owners have is that desire, that servant's heart to want to help. I mean, we've got school teachers, we've got bookkeepers, we've got restaurant managers, we've even got a lot of franchise brokers that have bought bio ones for themselves and their families because mm-hmm. they have that mentality of I want to help people and I really want to make a difference. 
And so mm. that's what we're looking for as far as candidates goes. Mm. I love that. So, um, so Russ, now that you're saying that if a school teacher is listening, if a bookkeeper is listening, and they might be interested but they don't have any of the training. It seems to me like there would be specific training around uh, the different types of cleanup. What type of training do you offer your new franchisees? You bet. We're actually, I'm down um, today. I'm based out of Waco, but I'm down in Littleton, Colorado this week for a new owner training. We've got, there's two weeks of training that are mandatory for all owners to go through. The first week is our actual new franchisee training. During that training, we're going to go through all aspects of the marketing, the sales, the um, pricing, the estimating, the invoicing, but then we're also going to go through hands-on, Linda, how to clean up these events that they're going to go into. We recreate simulated events, and then we teach our owners, utilizing the exact same chemicals and equipment that they're going to use out in the field, how to clean those situations up. And then we also have owners here in the Denver area that we will take our new franchisees directly to active scenes where they will fully suit up and observe how these scenes are taken care of out in the field. So it's very um, thorough and it's very it's designed to really help people understand what they're going to be taking on once they get out in the field. And then the second week of training that we do is actually going to be the OSHA safety and standards mm. training. Um, OSHA is really the kind of the governing body that regulates everything that we do in our industry to make sure that everybody is kept safe and all the, the I's are being dotted and the T's are being crossed. And so we want to make sure that our owners all fully understand the regulations behind the businesses that they're operating every single day. So those are the two trainings that every single one of our owners go through that are mandatory. But then there's all kinds of different trainings that we as BioOne are going to be able to host that our owners can come to if they want to do those services. We just had a big training out in Virginia for um, fentanyl cleaning, where I think we had about 11 or 12 offices attend that training so that they can be certified to go into and remediate situations where that um, has taken place and somebody has expired for that. Mold is another one of those types of trainings that Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that our owners have the right access to to get before they start doing that work. I mean, we're very focused on do not look at, talk about, or do any of those of certain types of jobs until you are fully trained and certified, and we can help do that. So you mentioned certification. Is this um, company certified, or does each state have its own requirements for certification? Um, the OSHA standards is a, is a nationwide certification that you have to have. There's also a, a BB a bloodborne pathogen certification that you have to have. Our owners all go through us and trainers to get those certifications, but they've got to have them in place. When you're looking at like mold, um, sometimes different states have different requirements. But again, we're going to work with people where they're at to make sure that they've got the right certifications as well as the, the right local licensing and material handling um, licenses to be able to do the things that they're doing. It's interesting in a lot of different states, it's They're more focused on the transport of these contaminated materials and the disposal um, than anything else. And so it's important that we know. uh, And I mean, we're in. I think we're all. I think we're in 40. I want to say we're in 47, 46 different states, Linda. So we know what the state requirements are when we go into those markets and have owners set up, and we're able to help make sure that they get them. 
Mm-hmm. So if someone's thinking, you know, again, okay, um, this, I'm, I'm still intrigued by this. Is this a brick and mortar? Um, do you, is it, do you require that they have a, an, an office space? No, ma'am, we do not. The majority of our owners, and that's one of the things about the biohazard, it is still a very cost-effective business to get into because you don't need um, – you don't need a lot of big specialized equipment like a lot of the companies, you know, where you can have high-dollar expensive equipment that needs routine maintenance and replacement. With BioOne, um, we're a very chemical-heavy company. We do a lot of our cleaning. We can get things back to pre-loss condition without having to use a lot of, you know, expensive equipment. We use chemicals. We use brushes, brooms, squeegees, saws, shop vacs, different things like that. So you're able to keep your costs low. Also, because no one is ever going to come to a physical location, a lot of our owners, even our biggest owners, will still run this business out of their homes, and they'll just rent a storage facility somewhere where they can keep their equipment and all their excess chemicals and such. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, you're able to keep your, your initial costs are low, and your operating costs are going to be very, very low um, because of the nature of the work that we do. Mm-hmm. About how many employees do you suggest a, friend, a brand new franchisee start with? Generally, right off the gate, it kind of depends on what the owner's involvement is going to be. I mean, like I said before, this is a very relationship-based business, so we really want our owners to be active in the business. This isn't one of those businesses where we'll sell somebody a franchise in Florida that lives in California, and then they just mm-hmm. hire somebody to do everything. You know, we want our owners there locally to be able to do the marketing, do the networking, do the the things that you need to do to really build up and create those relationships that are going to ultimately help you grow your business quicker. Now, ideally, Linda, when an owner wants to be involved actively, actively because of the uniqueness of this business, that really helps them if they can get in there and do the work initially in conjunction with an employee because as they grow and as they're bringing on new employees, that's going to help the owner really better bring in people that understand the type of work and especially and sometimes even more importantly how to deal with the customers that are affected on that site because you really have to have a lot of sympathy you really have to handle you know these folks with kid gloves there's different ways you approach them and i think when the owners can be involved um, at every level it's going to help them as they grow right out of the gate we like to see at least two active people in the business. If the owner is going to be hands-on, we want them to hire a part-time person to help them. And the scalability of this thing is phenomenal because you're really, as you're, as you're growing, you're making that part-time person a full-time person. You're bringing somebody in now to help that part-time person, and the owner is transitioning out of that hands-on really into more of working on the business versus in the business. And we're typically seeing that as quickly as, you know, the first six to seven months in business. They're kind of making that move to really start focusing on it. So one Mm -hmm. other person right out of the gate is what we like to see. Mm -hmm. You mentioned um, making connections. Um, Who are referral partners for a a BioOne franchisee? Who is it that would give them the, the references? Oh, you bet. Um, police, uh, police officers, firefighters, EMTs, um, you know, morticians, funeral directors, all of those folks are going to be our first line of referral partners that we want to build up. Because if you use 
Um, and, and I don't mean to sound gross or, or gory. It's the reality of our business, Linda. If you have a suicide or a death-related loss, the first person on that scene is always going to be a police officer. That is going to be a very traumatic event for whoever called those police in. And we want to make sure that that police officer says, you know what, um, this is tragic. There's a company here locally that can help you with this. You know, that's all they need to say. They, they mention who we are. They tell them we can come in and help them. Then when the coroner or the, the mortician or the funeral director comes in to remove that deceased, we want them reiterating that, conver- you know, that conversation right. with somebody here that can help you with this. You do not have to do it alone. The tragedy of this, the, the tragedy of this business is so many people fail to do the proper marketing and do the proper networking that people that are affected sometimes sit there and think they got to do it on their own and they just don't Mm -hmm. have to, Linda. So we want to make sure that the people that are getting in front of them are telling them about us so that we can come in and take care of them. When we get into the, when we get into the situation, all we need to to do is get the policy number from that individual. And then we tell them, don't worry, we're going to take care of this. You can go, Mm -hmm. you know, go someplace else. When you come back, your home is going to be back the way it was. You know, mm-hmm. we want to take as much off their plate as humanly possible to help them start that rebuilding process. Sure, sure. And um, um, the insurance is certainly something that the layperson doesn't have a lot of experience in handling. Is that another part of your training to train your franchisees on how to handle these insurance claims? Yes, absolutely it is. It's a big part. I mean, most of the people that come into this business, like you said, you know, like we talked about, don't have any background in this type of work or dealing with, with any insurance at all. So we teach them how to go in, how to line out, uh, you know, how to do an estimate, how to put in everything that they need to know. Because the thing about insurance is one of the reasons that it's so profitable is you get paid for every single thing that you do. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you get to a job and – You've been called in, you've taken that job, and, and you're doing something and something. Like I had an, an example here in training. The, the lady that's our trainer had a response one time where she had technicians. There had been a, a gentleman that had expired. It was um, what we call a decomp or an unattended death. The technician showed up to do the cleaning, and they both started feeling a little lightheaded. So she got them out of there. They called the fire department back, and there had been a gas leak in that area that they had to shut down while they were hanging out with the fire department, getting that all taken care of and waiting for the air to clean up. They were getting paid for that by the insurance company. But you need to know how to to draw that up and how to write it up. And Bio One actually has a service for their owners where we can, Bio One will take that invoice after you've gone in, done the estimate, done the work. Bio One will actually take that all the way through the process with the insurance company for our owners so that they don't have to sit there wondering where the money's at or how the, the job, you know, how the invoice is being processed. They take care of that entirely so that the owners can focus on their business. And mm-hmm. all of our owners are now utilizing that um, advantage. And like you talked about earlier, that's just another that's just another part of being involved in a franchise where if you hired somebody that did that for you, how much would that actually cost you versus just having this company do it for a small fee, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about territories. What does a territory, a typical territory, look for a, uh, a Bio One franchisee? You bet. And that's going to be one of the most unique things about the Bio One 
brand is we don't actually have defined territories for our owners, Linda, um, because this type of work, because you can't just, and thankfully, thank goodness, we can't say there's going to be X amount of death-related losses within this population sector. Mm -hmm. um, we want to be able to make sure that our owners have the ability to go and develop and do the work wherever it, has to t where, wherever it happens to take them. And that's where the relationship piece is so important. One of the other layers for the networking that we do is dealing with insurance companies and property management companies. So, for example, if I'm in Fort Worth, Texas, and I have a relationship with a property management company, a large property management company, chances are pretty good that that company is going to have properties all over the state. They're going to have them in Fort Worth and Dallas and San Antonio and Waco. So because I've created that relationship, when they have a situation in one of their units, they're calling me and I, they want me and my company to go and take care of that loss for them. And because we don't have restrictions, I can do that wherever that loss might occur. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. And it okay. seems like the yeah. best way to give your franchisees an opportunity to really leverage and build deep relationships. Because, you know, one of the things I always say, Russ, is that the uh, building referral partners is like magic dust on your business. And uh, yes, it can definitely expand your business just by leaps and bounds. I tell you what, I need to take yeah. a quick commercial break here, but I know I love stories and my listeners love stories. Do you have any stories you could share with us when we come back from break? Um, I do. I'm sure I could probably come up with something, yes. Okay, very good. Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more from Russ Jock. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros here. My guest today is Russ Jacques with Bio One. Um, and we are talking about biohazard, crime cleanup. And Russ, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have maybe a story you could share with us. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This is um, this is a story about one of my owners out in D.C., uh, one of the first jobs that he actually got. And it kind of relates to what we were talking about, Linda, about just this being a, a specialized type of an industry. Was he uh, – this is one of the first jobs he ever had, too. One of the ways that he built his business, uh, in addition to the referral networks, was he went out and worked with similar companies that did – residential and commercial cleaning or did restoration and said, look, any jobs that you do not want to do, anything that you think is is beyond your scope or your ability or your comfort level, please send them to me and, and I will do them. I will do whatever you need. And he had a company that was one of the largest ones in his market at the time that um, sent him this job in a hospital where they had actually had a what they assumed to be a sewage backup, a main sewage backup in the basement of their hospital, and, and the water had risen up to, to two or three feet, and it was a pretty, it was a pretty extensive type of a loss. And this particular company just decided they did not want to do that. They didn't, they didn't, um, they didn't feel like they had the ability to take care of that. And so Tony absolutely jumped on the job, and when he got there. He quickly discovered through some different testing that he had did that there was actually no sewage whatsoever. The, the assumption had been that there was sewage mm-hmm. backup because the, the plumbing was down there and, it, and they thought it was compromised. But the reality was it was basically just a, a clean, dirty water, but a clean water loss. And so that job took him like two or three days. And I believe he told me it was, it was a very, very well paying job, very well paying job for the time he put in. And, and it was a job that he was able to get just because he was a bio company, biohazard company that said, whatever you don't want, give it to me. And he said shortly thereafter that, um, because he let that company know, yeah, there wasn't actually any sewage involved, and they knew what he got paid. He said they kind of stopped sending him those types of jobs because <laughs> he quickly escalated his business because it was a hospital, and mm-hmm. the hospital had asked this one company to come in, but here Bio One shows up. And so that, through doing that, it gained him a new client that ended up really feeding him a lot of work um, for his business. And so just situations like that where you can be prepared to go in and do the things that nobody else wants to do can be very, very well received, and, and you can be rewarded for that um, in this industry for sure. So that's, that's probably one of the, the, the best stories that I can think of that don't involve yeah. um, people expiring. There's a lot of those, yeah. but some of those might be a little graphic for our conversation today. Well, you know, Russ, I'm thinking when when you were talking about that, it had not occurred to me that you could be referral partners with a commercial cleaning company that specializes in cleaning hospitals because at some point Mm – they, it may be beyond, uh, there may be a situation beyond what the scope of just commercial cleaning can cover. So, you know, not seeing someone as competition is really a good thing in this industry, isn't it? It really is. It really is, Linda. And because of the unique, because of the specialized training and the certifications and the education that our owners have, it really, um, I mean, we can do a lot of things that other companies just cannot do and, and quite honestly shouldn't do. And so mm-hmm. we can add value to these other businesses by them providing us with, you know, with referrals and, and access to work. We can add a tremendous amount of value because it's something that they could, they could you know, tell their clients this happens and I've got a company that can come in and help with that. So anything you want to do, you want to try to be a, 
a one-stop shop for your customer. And so we add tremendous value to businesses like that, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Russ, we're getting close to the end of the interview, and I wanted to make sure that you were able to give out your contact information. So if someone's listening and they want to know more, maybe they want to know more about the service that Bios One offers, and maybe they want to know about that franchise opportunity. Where would they go to find that? Absolutely. They can contact me directly, and my phone number is um, 254-498-5176. They can also email me. My email address is russ.jacque at bio1inc.com. And then finally, Linda, they can go directly to my franchising website, which is bio1franchising.com. Wonderful. All those areas will take them straight to me. Wonderful. So we're down to those final three questions. And um, you've been in franchising for quite some time. So you've probably seen franchising, uh, the franchise business model evolve over time. So the first question I have here is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest they do to prepare for the process? Um, one of the first things that I would suggest that they do is really look at, take a serious look at their, their current financial situation. Um, mm -hmm. What do they have available to be able to access the funds? Getting into a business, any business, there's going to be an investment required, but you want to really know what you have the capacity to invest before you start getting too involved. You know, and it's not, you don't, there's, 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 there's places out there, Linda, the SBA is, is loaning money. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on right now to be able to help people grow and be able to help people get in the business world. But some of the basic things, you know, access to capital, not a lot. $40,000, $50,000 worth of liquid capital. Good credit score is going to be very, very important, knowing that your credit score is above, you know, 680, 690, um, things of that nature. Just getting your financial house in order so you have an understanding of what you can do is probably one of the first things I'd tell people to, to look at. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, Russ, a lot of people think, well, it's an SBA loan, so I'm, I'm scot-free. This is going to be an easy piece of cake. It's not exactly like no. that, is it? <laughs> it's, not, it's not. I mean, there's companies like we work with a company called First Financial. That, that's what they specialize in is mm -hmm. getting these SBA express loans. But people really like, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you, if somebody's got a 500 credit score, they had a bankruptcy mm -hmm. in the last few years, um, there's not going to be a lot that you can do, unfortunately. Right. Even if you've got a pot full of cash, I always tell people, they say, oh, I've got a, I've got $100,000 cash. And I say, well, it may not be the best to use that money if you can use somebody else's money. And so, you know, right. but I'm happy to talk with anybody to help them really fully understand what that might look like. So, Sure, sure. So my next question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Um, I would say the two best traits for, for Bio One is going to be, like I said, the servant's heart and the ability to really want to help people. And then the mm -hmm. second one is the ability to follow a system. And almost, right. you know, I get, the, I get the question many, many times, why do your owners fail? Or why do, 
people not succeed. And 99.9% .9 of the time with whatever franchise you're looking at, because most of these franchises, the ones that I've always represented, um, they didn't just start yesterday. You know, their systems are proven. They have the history and the success to show that the system and the, and the process works. And when you don't have someone that's maximizing that system and that process and they think, oh, that might work for them in Dallas, but it's not going to work for me in Waco, so I'm not going to do it. Well, now you're not following the system. It's like if my grandma had a perfect cake recipe and it was the best chocolate cake you ever had in your life, and I gave you that recipe, Linda, but you said, oh, I'm, I'm gluten intolerant, so I'm going to leave out the flour. I'm going to leave out this. I'm going to leave out that. You know, it wouldn't be you – can't, you can't come back to me and say, Russ, that cake was terrible. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. Well, but mm -hmm. it did work because if you would have followed the recipe, you would have gotten the cake that you wanted. And so that is the, the, one of the big things that people need is the ability to follow a system and do the things that we know or any franchisor knows will get you the success that you want. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. I agree 100% with that. So the final question is, what does the future of franchising look like? I think the future of franchising looks good. I mean, I really do. You know, regardless of what happens in the economy, we still need to continue moving forward. We still need to be able to provide these services um, for people out there, these goods and services. And I think a franchising model is is always going to be more effective than somebody just trying to, you know, and you can do it on your own. Linda. I'm not saying people mm -hmm. can't do it on their own. There's plenty mm -hmm. of businesses that have started from the ground up. But like we talked about before, the pitfalls, the perils, the unknowns, the extra money that you're going to spend, um, you're just, you're, I just don't believe people are going to be as successful doing that as an independent as they are with a franchise system because they know that it works. They can see for themselves. They can talk to other owners um, that are successful utilizing that same system. And I think the other big thing is, um, especially businesses like Bio One. I mean, one of the things that really drew me into this because I I was thinking seriously about stopping when when COVID hit. I was kind of like I was actually in the gym. I sold a lot of gym franchises. Mm. And wow. my business dropped, you know, in California, yeah. I literally lost nine deals in the course of 30 days because of COVID, because that's an objection that I couldn't overcome. And they, right. those, those gyms were closed for almost a year in California. Mm -hmm. When you look at something like Bio One, it is as recession resistant as anything you're ever going to find. You know, mm -hmm. this type of work has to continue. There's still going to be situations that a biohazard company has to remediate for people and so looking at businesses that have that recession resistant resilience i think is going to be critical moving forward and i also am a huge fan of home-based businesses like a lot of service businesses are because you don't have to deal with that brick and mortar and, and all the stuff that kind of goes along with that yeah absolutely so I think and your franchising is solid yeah, it definitely is. And I agree with you. The the uh, home-based businesses, people are looking for home-based businesses uh, because they got yeah. used to staying at home, right? Uh, they kind of yeah, right. uh, in, enjoy staying at home. So, Russ, we're down to the end of the show here. One more time, if someone's listening and they want more information about Bio One, where would you like for them to go to get that? I would like them to, to contact me directly at 254-498-5176 or go to my website, bioonefranchising.com. Mm -hmm. 
Wonderful. Russ, thanks so much for being on the show today. This has been so educational, and um, I really appreciate it, and I look forward to following you guys um, because, like you said, it's pretty recession-proof, isn't it? It is very recession-proof, yes. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It was a joy talking with you. Wonderful. So, folks, as I've said before, you know, I love to bring you industries that you wouldn't normally think about being in the franchise business model. Um, as Russ described, this is a very unique industry, and um, it's a very heart-centered service that you, that you provide for these people that are grieving. Um, but it's also very lucrative, and that is something that, as I've mentioned all this year, that I think is important for you to know that in franchising, you can build wealth by using that franchise business model. As always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. And this is a Chinese proverb. If you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want happiness for a lifetime, help somebody. It's exactly what Bio One does. They help people. Thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising. We'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.